You are listening to Clogging the Tubes with Alicia and Daron, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Uh, hi, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the yet unnamed podcast. Uh, poss- we'll discuss, I guess, that later. Uh, I'm Daron Ruske, the executive director of Jcast Network, um, and uh, the parent of two beautiful twins, one of whom I am thrilled to be looking in the eyes right now as I talk. So if you hear some baby noises, it's my beautiful boy, Bitsalel. And? I am Alicia Post. I'm the female voice here. I will... Mm-hmm. Be the uh, I am a Jewish communal professional by day, or a professional Jew, and a self-proclaimed Jew liberty by night. Of course, I must give Sivan Hadari of Israel America credit for that uh, that term. Um, I'm involved with a number of different organizations. I love um, connecting all young Jews to whatever they are interested in being connected to. Um, and I guess I'm the male voice. I guess my name, Daron, is could could just as easily be a woman's name, and Alicia could just as easily be a man's name. So, male voice, Daron. Female voice, Alicia. How true it is. <laughs> um, as, I, as I said as we started, we don't exactly know what we're calling this show, and this is our beta episode. Um, and, you know, we each have a few ideas, and we may never figure it out, in which case we'll keep playing around until we get it right. Um, but wanted to start off, especially this first show, by kind of explaining what the show is, right? Um, and I'm not sure that I have a one-word answer for that, um, or even a 140-character answer for that as we live in the Twitter age, and I guess that sort of connects to what we are. But I think it's like we are a show about what's going on in the in these internet worlds um, and in the Jewish communal world as it connects to what's going on online? Is that how you would? I think that there's just a, such a huge world right now in the Jewish communal, especially the young community, um, but there's just so much going on. There's grants and conferences and programs and there's you know things all over the internet and videos and music groups and it's just, it's a little overwhelming and to navigate it and to know what you're interested in and what you want to be connected to and what you want to know more about. And uh, I think both Daron and I uh, know a little bit about what's going on in the Jewish community and would love to uh, talk more about it and hear what you have to say about it as well. We love your feedback to know maybe what you want to hear. Totally. And so I think that um, we have an idea of what we're doing for this first show and maybe even for the next few, but even more than any of our other shows on the Jcast Network, um, we want your input, we want your ideas, um, we want your thoughts, and you know you should start immediately posting on either facebook.com slash Jcast Network or on either of our individual Facebook pages. I think I'm facebook.com slash druske. I'm slash post Alicia. Um, and obviously we also have... Um, Twitters, and and uh, you can go to jcastnetwork.org, um, and we'll give you all the ways to reach us uh, in the kind of show notes for this episode. Um, but uh, this week's episode, we're going to talk about, in no particular order, we're going to look at an interesting website, uh, an interesting kind of Jewish project, uh, something going on in the Jewish music field, um, memes, what's a... a 
current Jewish meme. We'll talk about what a meme means and why we care. Um, and then, you know, miscellaneous, and then we'll end as we will, I think, like the idea of every week ending with uh, our shameless plugs, which is just our opportunity to uh, tell you about something that we care about, even if no one else does. To give you a little shout out on something that you might want to check out. Right. So if you, you should make us fall in love with you so that we will uh, <laughs> want to add you to our Jewish memes. Uh, excuse me, our shameless plug section. Um, so this week, we'll start off with websites. Websites. So I was... Uh, surfing around last week, uh, two weeks ago, and uh, I started coming across some really interesting articles that I hadn't seen, and I posted one on my Facebook. Um, one happened to be about Ayala Galina and a beautiful, touching story for anyone who uh, knew her and, and knows the family. Um, and another one, I think, you know, obviously something related to Israel, and, and I posted them, and I'm going, wow, there's really interesting content. They both came from the same site. So I took a look, and the site itself... Um, was called the timesofisrael.com, just actually timesofisrael.com. And so I took a look at the site, and I, and I had never seen it before and um, was a little taken aback by it. And um, right after um, I, that happened, I said, you know, I, I kind of feel like this has to be new. Like if I didn't know about it, if I hadn't seen it, and if I never came across it before, what's going on, you know? And I started emailing a few of my like fellow people in the community who I feel like would have their pulse on that. And uh, one of them's like, wow, I never heard of it either, you know? Needless to say, I, I get an email back, yeah, it launched today, which right. like, amazing, you know? As somebody who's launched a website, who, you know, I would die for the fact that there's, that within day one of, uh, of something launching, that everyone's talking about it on Facebook. They figured out something right. So, I mean, I, I took a quick look after you sent me the link, but uh, tell me a little more about what they're trying to do. Um, so, well, first and foremost, basically they're uh, Jerusalem-based and they're an online newspaper. And like I said, they were just founded two weeks ago. Um, the head, the chief editor, um, David Harvitz, and he's a past Jerusalem Post um, and um, Jerusalem Post and the Jerusalem. Uh, <laughs> in any case, he's he's past editor of a number of very established Jewish communal papers and the Jerusalem Report and. Um, and basically, um, he launched it. Uh, the funding behind it is Seth Klarman. So clearly, um, they have a great running start to be successful. And in fact, um, I'm embarrassed to say that later in the day, I opened my daily e-Jewish philanthropy, and headlining that day was the launch of the Times of Israel. So uh, I would have found out one way or another. <laughs> right. right. But what do you, do you think that, like, I mean, you know, you could say that, I guess, about any pro. What you could say, what I'm about to say about like any project, but like, do we need another online <laughs> Jewish paper? I mean, you know, like, like, I feel like between Jewish Ideas Daily, e-Jewish philanthropy, the Jerusalem Report, the Jerusalem Post, Maori, like, like, is is there? You know, look, I mean. What's smart here is that they've actually gone to an all-online model, right? They're not even bothering with a paper version because as anyone who's following anything knows, you know, paper is gone. And in fact, I saw this unbelievable article that a, a paper mill that used to create paper um, that for newspapers, you know, that that's what they did. They've now converted their, create, their, their factory, I guess, to create toilet paper. 
because there is no more newspapers. There's only <laughs> only toilet paper, which you know it's like unbelievable, right? Um, and in fact, it's interesting side note, and I'm tangenting, and I probably shouldn't, but I was I when I was in I went to Eastern Europe and Israel with uh, USY when I was a teenager, and we were in like I think it was Czechoslovakia. And like, so someone went to the bathroom. We needed to go to the bathroom. We were at some like synagogue or something, and like there was no toilet paper. And so she came out and asked, like, you know, the guy who was running the synagogue, said, "Is it toilet paper?" And he handed her cash, and he said, "It's worth toilet paper." Like the, you know, the economy was so bad. So on some level, like you know, not only is money worth toilet paper, but now newspapers are worth toilet paper. So I'm glad to see that they're not bothering with a paper version. But like, are we? Is there not, you know, do we, are we miss? is there a voice missing? It's a, a great question, and I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, like I said, I think they have a great running start. I think they've built a great team. I'm looking through their staff. They, you know, definitely seem like they've done the right things. You know, it's, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. I mean, you know, on the one hand, a lot of these things, uh, the papers that you mentioned, um, have slants or twists or, or reputations, let's say, to have certain either more liberal or, um, you know, different different types of things. And so in terms of what I've read from them so far, and I have to be honest, I have not been back to the actual site mm-hmm. since... And um, there haven't been as many things posted since then. Like that launch day had a lot, right? Right. So, And I think some of it was kind of put on a little bit before. It looks like some things were dated like a little bit before. That's why I was confused whether or not they actually launched that day. But, you know, I'm sure they all had good reason to throw it out the way they did. And, you know. Right. So did you get a sense of what their slant was? You know, the articles that I read that I liked, again, one was like a real human touchy-feely piece that I enjoyed that gave me some, that was interesting to me and gave me content. Um, didn't have any political or, right. or anything like that. Although that's, I mean, the article you're talking about, like it's hard to put politics into that one. I mean, you could, but it's like... <laughs> right, right. There's really not much um, there in terms of that. Um, in looking at their actual site, um, you know, it looks like they are focusing, well, they clearly say it's, you know, Israel, the Middle East, and uh, the Jewish world. Um Jewish world's a little large. So right. I, guess. I think this is one of the things that like we'll know in six months, like what they're really. Yeah. I think maybe we should revisit in six months and uh, g- give you an update, or maybe even in a couple weeks, uh, exactly. I'll have to check it out more and follow it. But um, I would definitely say, you know, check it out. Go to uh, timesofisrael.com. Timesofisrael.com and subscribe to their RSS if you're interested, and uh, or look on my Facebook. If there's any right, interesting right. articles that I find. <laughs> um, again, I just want to uh, reiterate that all of the kind of links and, and pieces that we're going to talk about will be listed in, our, in the podcast description and on our, you know, the, the notes. So if you're, not, if you're driving, don't stop. And uh, if you're walking, keep looking at the direction you're walking. We will, you will, we will make it possible for you to find all the information. Projects. Well, now we're up to projects, um, and this segment of the podcast is being done while Vital is sitting on my lap, and I hope it'll work out okay. Um, so we have our third, our, our third co-host, um, and I, no offense to you, but he's the cutest one in the room. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll give that, I'll give that. Um, so delicious. Yes. So, so the project I wanted to share with you um, this week is a project called Jewish Food for Thought. Um, and it's actually, um, in addition to being a, a really interesting project, it's also a Jcast Network podcast. Um, 
But that's only because I thought it was so amazing as I was launching Jcast that I reached out and said, um, I need to share this with the world and will you allow me to be another way that we're getting the word out to the entire world? Um, synopsis of, J of, of Jewish Food for Thought. This is a, I believe, hand-animated um, uh, YouTube video, really, or like an animated video. Is it a video of its animation? I'm not sure. Um, he, um, of this, and it's a conversation. Okay. Each episode is a conversation between this guy, Hanan Herchol, who's the animator and the voice and the writer, um, and his father. Now, he animates, he also voices his father, although he uses such an interesting accent, you really think it's two different people. Um, and they're these really amazing, like, I mean, it, it, it's, it's this very simple style of animation. It's black and white. But, like, so it's animation, and it's cute, and it's the first two are, are under eight minutes. This last one that just came out is 14 minutes. Um, but in, a, in these conversations, they're really dealing with a theological question. Um, and, you know, really, like, the first one was, I think, forgiveness, and the second one was... And it's just, like, um, these amazing things. And um, so they're created by Hanan Harkhol, and they also come with this really wonderful educational sheet on like how to use these pieces. And that's done, um, these are created by Rabbi Leora Kay. And the whole project was funded by the Covenant Foundation. And I think the fiscal sponsorship sponsor of um, the Jewish Food for Thought program is the Foundation for Jewish Culture. Um, and, uh, but they're, they're really amazing. They, the first one came out in, right before the Chagim, the first two actually, they came out together right before the Chagim, the High Holidays. Um, and what was amazing is first, they're great videos. And it, there was some YouTube, kind of, excuse me, Facebook chattering about it. And then all of a sudden, there were these pictures of churches and temples and synagogues that had in front of their, you know, like on their gray board, their blackboards, it said like, you know, when you hold a grudge, you're giving somebody, uh, you're letting somebody live in your head, in your brain, rent free. And like they were all over, and then these, these pictures were being put up all over Facebook, and it's actually a quote from the, the, this video. So I, I've never been to the site before, uh -huh. um, and so I love being introduced to new things. So you sent me the link, Jewish Food for Thought, and I started looking for all the recipes. Um, <laughs> did not find any, um, and then realized kind of where what they meant and what they were going for. Um, I did watch the first one, Repair, um, right. on Apology. Right. Um, I found it a little long. Uh-huh. Um, and because I wasn't into it yet and getting it yet it took me a few minutes like I, I may have closed it should you not have recommended uh -huh. it but by the end I definitely got what they were trying to do I definitely um, I, I enjoyed it I don't know that I would have clicked post to my uh -huh. Facebook right away um, well I didn't I don't know if there was that <laughs> capability I don't, but in any case um, I was running late but you know I'm, I'm not I'm not sure. It's interesting. The Covenant, I'm assuming they probably received one of the grants. Um, Covenant's constantly giving out all these grants and some... Right. He actually got he actually got a special kind of grant where he's like, he's been connected as one of their fellows. He's a Covenant fellow. Oh, um, it's really interesting. I want to share, like, the reason I kind of heard about it is, A, I'm informed and I, 
I know the folks at Covenant and have, have known Joni Blinderman. She was my first supervisor when I graduated from college and even the summer before. But also, you know, but Hanan had participated in a program um, of the Skirball Center where I used to work where they created um, videos and animations on the components of the Haggadah. And again, he used the same model of him and his father having this conversation and he did this whole animated piece which was really again like really beautiful and like one of the strongest pieces um and so you know i just thought like it was like a really like when i watch it instead of watching what's you know it, it it's not you know cat videos which is what right now you said um that it came with a sheet yeah. I didn't see that, but but who's the audience? Like, who is the intended audience? Obviously, everyone can use a bit of good kindness and good intent and whatever else, but is it, you know, for students, is it just kind of a general I mean, kiddish, or is it not kids because it's it's not very animated but, and colorful? But and, I think it could be used in a lot of ways. I mean, I, I don't think that, like, three-year-olds would really get it, but I think an eight-year-old could take something out of it. Um, I think sat through it. I think a... Sorry. 15-year-old could, you know, an adult could take something out of it. And I think it's like, like what it really, I thought, was inter could be interestingly used as is a starting point for a conversation. So if you were at a gathering and you had a large, you know, large screen thing and you showed it, it could just be a really interesting right. start of a conversation about forgiveness, you know, about, you know, I like definitely agree repentance, the latest one, you know, about like, you know, gratitude. The latest one I think is called like, you can dance. Yeah. Watch, still, watch, yeah, watch You Can Dance. Oh, yeah, right. well, You, you can, can Dance. dance. Sorry. I mean, so the idea of, like, you know, like, is it in, in and of itself its own learning? Yeah, because you could then talk about it and have this kind of, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, where are they? Like, and, and, and is it, do you feel maybe just a supplement, or can it be on its own? I mean, I think on its own it, it does because it has enough, it says what it says and it's good. But it's, I, I like using it as a supplement. I think that's a great concept, and I think it would work really well. Um, I guess, where are they? How did, like, how would I have found them? Or <laughs> or are they out there? Are they, like, do they Facebook page? Do they, are they, I mean, they're new, so I guess. Right, I mean, they have a Twitter account. I mean, you know, it's, and it's really a they, the they is a he. You know, he has a Twitter account, and, you know, they, they, they launched or they premiered the third, you know, this latest video um, at uh, Limud, New York, and then they also premiered it at, like, I think the San Francisco Jewish Film Festival. Um, they've gotten some good press. Obviously, there's never enough press. This is like right. we're, we're we're doing our our our, uh, or I feel like I'm doing my 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 help in trying to promote them. Um, For sure, it reminded me the the um, father son relationship and the way that they spoke. It actually, I recently was really uh, lucky to have seen uh, Footnotes, which was the film that was um, up for a, the Foreign Film right. Academy Oscar. Oscar. Sorry, excuse no, me. No, Academy Award works too. <laughs> okay, thanks. Um, but but in any case, it, it it definitely had tones of that, and that was also keeping me interested because the you know the depth of the relationship that they have and how it plays itself out with these lessons. Right. So I definitely think it's interesting. I definitely think it's worth checking out. I mean, I think it's, I think like to, for it to win, you should watch it in a group, you know, like watch, it, watch it with, you know, with your friend, watch it with your wife, watch it with a group of people, because Talk I think the conversation in of itself is a learning opportunity, but the conversations that I think could come out of it are even deeper. All right. All right. So that's at uh, jcastnetwork.org slash JFFT, Jewish Food for Thought, or jewishfoodforthought.com. Music.
A number of months ago, um, another one of our podcasts, uh, Schmoozer, hosted by our, our collective friend, our own The Schmaz, Herman, um, <laughs> he had this great episode where he interviewed the Groggers, which is this, I don't know, punk pop rock band, Jewish band. Um, and the song that, he, that they had just kind of premiered was, um, was called uh, Upper West Side Story, which is kind of tongue-in-cheek, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and so he had a really kind of neat conversation. And the, the music, like, was totally... Um, it, you know, I, I'm gonna say it sounds a little like Green Day, <laughs> the right, latest song. <laughs> right, I, right. I think that like may be true. Um, and but it was fun and like you know sort of lightweight. And then like in the in the intervening months, they've kind of tried to be really very um, very current, and they've been like putting out songs like moments after things happen. So they did a a kind of interesting song about the anonymous YU girl. Mm-hmm. After um, after that article came out, um, where she talked about having sex, and there was this whole scandal, and it was taken <gasps> off. You said sex. I said sex. Um, <laughs> you know, and then they also did a song which didn't work, in my opinion, about Matisyahu uh, shaving his beard. Footnote: Again, I love my tangents. Matisyahu um, tweeted a picture of a menorah and a Christmas tree that he saw in a building. Um, it was in my building. It's in this building that we're sitting in right now. His voice coach lives on the... Uh, you just reminded me I have to check in. Uh, they, exactly, Jcast Network HQ. Um, and you'll be the second person who's ever checked in there. Um, but so like, and, and in fact, before, the, before it became public that he had shaved his beard, one of my doorman said to me, hey, do you know that that guy shaved his beard? And I said, no. And then I saw him the next day right after it came out. And I said to him, I saw him in the, on the stoop. And he walked in and I said... Would you let me do a? You know, would you let me interview you? I'd love to interview you for one of my podcasts. I've, I'm launching this new Jcast Network, and he just said no, um, which was really quite disappointing. And the next nope. day, he was like on NPR doing the interview that I really wanted um, on National Palestinian Radio. Hey, um, which made me a little crazy. Anyway, the reason so and their their album is there's no I in Harem, um, and their music is um, kind of fun. Their latest song is called Jew Can Sam. A nose job love song, um, and like, first of all, I think it was like I. I mean, now everyone has. I don't care whether people have their own, you know, body images and what they decide to do. And who knows this guy? You know, the lead singer. The song is about this lead singer shaving. You know, cutting off his nose. You know, having a nose job in order to attract a girl. Spoiler alert. Oh, <laughs> no. sorry. Right. right. Um, Watch the video. Um, no. And I just, you know, I wonder whether I think that like. So my feelings about this music is it's fun, but a what is it that they're teaching when you know they're kind of kind of Jewishly they have Jewish themes in their music, but then they're also talking like the the nose job piece is a little bit of of um, the you know like it's 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 the worst quality in us, and to make kind of a joke about it and say yes for love I should cut my nose you know I should get a nose job like I worry or question that I kind of wish that I listen to it before I watched it mm. so that I could hear the song because I think that they're talented and I think that I they are fun. I, I take them kind of seriously when I watch that video and I, I, I kind of was really rubbed the wrong way. Like, okay, 
I'm used to the hot chick looking so shiksa, like, and, you know, um, like, you know, she was adorable. She was blonde, this, that, whatever. Not that Jewish girls can't be adorable and blonde, but, you know, um, and then it just kept getting more stereotypical. And, you know, I don't think that we need any more negative press. <laughs> I don't think, you know, there's a, there's a degree of owning something, right. you know, own that that piece and listen is it even true yeah some Jews have big noses but no like all different types of people have big noses it's not even you know whatever it's it's um you know yeah some Jews are cheap but not all Jews are cheap you know it's it's a stereotype and and if we're gonna own a stereotype that's one thing but to to put it out there like that it made me uncomfortable right right I mean I think another issue on this topic and maybe we can use it for another day is like what is you know what does it mean that it's Jewish music um, you know, like I, like on some level, I always think of like, what is Jewish music? And it's like, you know, lesbian short haired woman on with guitar sitting on a stool. Right. Um, you know, or oh. it's, you know, and it's, you know, or it's like the groggers and schlock rock, like, can it not be kind of kitsch, you know, can it, can it just be the music? And it's like, you know, there are some that are doing that, but I don't know. I, I mean, maybe it's a future conversation. I'm definitely excited to continue having a music uh, section right. <laughs> um, on our podcast. I think that there's a real lot in the industry in in Jews producing music and Jewish music and and all that. And I and I'm excited to talk about it. Um, I neglected to mention before um, a that I was going to steal your mayorship on Foursquare, but b um, that I actually have had two new jobs. Um, <laughs> course had a smash septum two different ways um just like every nice long island girl um but but very literally really um had 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 nose job and and was not happy with my nose growing up and I think it maybe in hindsight like thinking about this more right now maybe it rubbed me the wrong way because it was a little too close to home for me right right Right. and and you know look I know a lot of people who've had work done and I actually don't have a problem with it the question is whether our music should be Kind of putting it up there is like you know, and and what role it should have. Internet meme. Internet memes. Uh, according to Wikipedia, a meme is an idea, behavior, or style that spreads from person to person within a culture. Uh, a meme, act, a meme acts as a unit for carrying cultural ideas, symbols, or practices, which can be transmitted from one mind to another. Blah 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 blah. blah. More, I mean, what that says, what, I'm not what sure. What is a meme? Well, I mean, I think it's like one of these things that like like shows up online. I mean, and I think <laughs> lately it's been an internet meme. So I think that's kind of the the that's like like cats playing piano became a meme. Like everyone was doing cat videos, right? Or the size as a parent of twins, there was like that video of like two twins standing in front of a refrigerator talking, get, babbling at each other. Yeah. Or, or the Rickroll, which is where, like, you know, you think you're watching one video and all of a sudden you have a screech and then it's Rick Astley's never going to pick you, live you up, blah, 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 whatever. Exactly. Somebody should be able to sing, <laughs> no. not me. Um, you know, so, like, I think, like, they, take, they play a lot of different roles. And, like, but they're definitely out there. And I think this is going to be our opportunity kind of to, like, talk about, like, what's, like, silly and current 
Well, it reminds me a little bit right away of like tipping point. Like what, what are the things that are whispering between people's ears that are getting around that how did it get picked up? You know, why all of a sudden is something being talked about? How, where does that phenomenon happen? So I think that having our puzzle, what's going on in our specific community of those things is really uh, a good, totally. important. Totally. I mean, I think one of the, the, the latest memes um, and the one I want to talk about a little bit today is the, um, the shit Jewish girls say videos. Um, which spawned from shit Jewish girls say to shit Orthodox Jewish girls say to, you know, shit Jewish girls say to blondes to, you know, uh, <laughs> shit birthright Israel participants say both positive and negative. Um, and it didn't actually start with the Jewish girls. I mean, I think it was just, you know, shit girls say. And, you know, these, these like six minute videos, some of them are done really well. Some of them are done really badly. Um... And, like, why it hit, I really cannot mm. tell you. It doesn't exactly make sense. But, like, there are hundreds of them. Shit black gay men say to, you know, like, I mean, it's like, it's wild. <laughs> and it's being talked about all over the place. Like, you know, it's not just on Facebook. But, like, I was listening to other podcasts. I was listening to the to the uh, po- the podcast of Slate, Slate.com's Culture culture gab fest and they were talking about it like how did this become part of our lexicon that everyone you say shit girl say and then everyone knows what i'm talking about and i know it's interesting in the in our community specifically how how you were saying how it evolved and and there's even been kind of uh organizational like you said birthright but really it was one trip provider Mm -hmm. that did it and um it was okay. I think having been on birthday, worked for birthday, I think that it, there definitely were a lot more. And um, I think our friend Aaron Herman also would agree that that he could come up with a lot of really great, having run like 20 trips, um, a lot of great different out-of-the-box kind of things. Like if you're going to do it, is there value in just putting out something that says like, if it's not worth it, if you don't have enough to say, and if you don't, I mean, the David Project did one on Israel advocacy. Um, I got contacted about doing one, um, Shit Rabbi Say, which I yeah. thought would have been hilarious. <laughs> I, I mean, I think on some level, it's like, it's all kind of weird that way. Is that like, I mean, and I think the original ones too, it's like, there isn't a nuance. You know, there is no nuance. I mean, if you watch the first one, or the shit Brooklynites, Brooklyners say, or native New Yorkers say like we we don't all say that and we say a lot more and it's like because it wants to be funny and kind of self-referential like you know you'll have 15 15 times as somebody or different people or different locations will say the exact same thing <laughs> um you know but there obviously because I think it wouldn't become a meme if it sort of didn't kind of talk to us or speak to like yes Birthright Israel folks are saying something much more deeply, but they're also saying, you know, oh, was, or whatever the piece uh, of that piece was, or, you know, like, you know, got a place for Shabbos? Like, that's like, you know, like, <laughs> you know, the, in, the, right. in the shit Orthodox girl. So, like, like, some of it is sort of true. Right. It's not nuanced, which is sort of frustrating, but, like, when someone sends me a link to it, I watch it. Like, they, they are right. sort of, it's hard to Ellie. it's hard to stop because you're like, well, there might be that one good joke coming that really hits home. Um, I definitely want to do one shit Jewish communal professionals say, um, or shit professionals do say, um, and I think there should be one about Kiruv. I think that that would be like a real home run. Um, I think it could be hilarious. Um, a little dangerous, but yeah, potentially. And again, that might be a 
a little too related to other things like uh, in our music section right. that we've spoken about. Um, but, you know, I, I watched one the other day, um, shit online organizers say that uh, a wonderful colleague and friend, Florence uh, Broder in Israel, um, which I'm a little jealous, but had sent to me and, and sent it to a bunch of people. And it was compelling. It was like we... There was a lot of those, even if it wasn't describing me or I wasn't really relating, it was some stereotypes, but they really weren't, like, there were a lot of real good... That's the problem. They all kind of have a lot of really good kind of... The kids, because they're right. We don't want to admit it. You know, like, there is more nuance, but, like, it does work. I mean, I think this this episode has sort of become the can Jews have nuance edition, you know? Like, because I think, I think that has to do with the groggers, and that has to do with the shit the, you know, shit Jewish girls say. I think we have a little bit about that I in the... I think you just like saying shit. Um, but, that's definitely true. <laughs> um, but who started that? Like, I, like, I want to start a phenomenon. I want to start a video concept. I think that's brilliant. Like, Well, they all say, like, if you want to try... If, if you want to succeed, excuse me, if you want to fail at creating a viral video, start by saying, I want to create a viral video. Right, right. right? I mean, the, the, the number of, of they, they say like 14 hours of YouTube video goes up every minute or something. Right. Like so much goes on that no one watches and it's probably appropriate. So like the chances that you're going to get a video to go viral or a meme to go right. viral it's impossible. I and mean, I was reading a website like which is like knowyourmeme.com yeah. with the <laughs> meme database. And they say like you, you 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 can never figure out where the source was because it it because the idea of it is that it blasts out so quickly. Right. Well, in part, you know, that always makes me think of like uh I learned years and years and years ago in like a marketing class about Chef Boyardee came as this like famous Italian chef and, you know, was cooking all this food and nobody would spend the money on it. And then he basically canned shit and America loved it, you know. Please note that word of that mention of shit was not by Daron Reske. Oh. Ouch. <laughs> and not as part of a title. And not part of a title. This is just the wah, fact that Alicia wah, has a dirty mouth. <laughs> it's, it's the episode. Um, anyway, I think we'll we'll go back and we'll be following memes when they make sense and when they're actually funny. Um, and uh, when one of mine takes off, <laughs> exactly. Good luck with that. Thank you. <laughs> Miscellaneous. All right, so welcome to the miscellaneous section. Um, and basically, um, what I want to discuss today didn't quite fit into our website project music meme uh, areas and uh, so the other day I uh, came into work and I sat down and I right away saw a tweet from very well-known tweeter Rabbi Jason um, who spoke about how the night before on the show Two Broke Girls that's on uh, CBS I believe Monday nights um, and he said you know oh kosher episode or something and it sparked my interest and I said oh yeah later I'll have to remember to like check that out or hopefully it will become, you know, something that people talk about. And um, hours later, I, I came across a link again and it was completely in a different context. I'm not even going to share the context because it was somewhat irrelevant. But in any case, came across it. If you want to know, tweet me or something. Um, I came across the the content and and watched the video. Um, I proceeded to post on my Facebook. I definitely thought it was amazing. Um, and I posted it in the middle of the day. Normally, um, 
the only time something really takes off on my on my Facebook is at night when most of my friends are looking. Um, this ended up getting 11 likes, 7 comments, 2 people shared it. Definitely got some interest and got some really interesting comments as well. But I'm curious if you were able to see the... the, the Did you mention what it was? Oh, Oh, yes, you did. Well, the episode two of Two Broke Girls, Girls right. But, well, it's, it's the Two Broke Girls, it's called That's Not Kosher. Right. And uh, the way I posted it was So Not Kosher. Right. So. so, did you watch the full episode or did you only watch the uh, that, that little three-minute piece? I'm embarrassed to say I did not watch the full episode. In fact, I've seen episodes of theirs before and I don't know that I've ever gotten through a full episode, I, although everyone seems to love them. Yeah, I mean... So I actually watch the show as a, on, on a regular basis, not at the time it's on because TV, well, we live in the Maybe you should have presented this one then. No, I'm just no, kidding. This is your idea. <laughs> I'm joking. This is your idea. Um, so I watched the episode, and you know, as I think I and you know, again, I think this is going to be come back to the theme of this episode: is um, is there any nuance in there? So the, the the overall concept of this episode, or the, especially this clip of the episode. Is these two Jew- these two non-Jewish girls who are broke? One came from money, lost it. One never had money, and you know they started a bakery company, a, a cupcake company. And somehow, while one of them was so sick, they went to a they went to Brooklyn to to try and get some some penicillin. Um, you're looking at me like this is what the episode was about. This is how they got there in the first place. <laughs> the the woman behind the counter was an Orthodox Jew who needed cupcakes for her kid's bar mitzvah, which. And the bar mitzvah, of course, was probably like the next day. So all of that obviously, you know, makes sense. And then they said, oh, we can make the cupcakes. And she said, oh, you can make them kosher? And she said, yes. So forget the fact that they like, even though they did buy kosher products and bought a new bowl, it was never going to be kosher. There was a whole conversation. And then the food wasn't kosher. Um, They ended up not making kosher cupcakes because some of the cupcakes had fallen. Or gotten burnt? Gotten burnt or oh, they, whatever. Who watched what? <laughs> so they, they put... Oh, I'm sorry I didn't study <laughs> it. Um, um, so, you know, again, it's like it's about nuance, right? So, so first of all, in the clip that, that you did reference, these two, you know, the bar mitzvah boy and his best friend are like utterly disgusting and inappropriate in the wannabe uh, gangsta, yeah. right? Very you know, um, misbehaving. Misbehaving and being misogynist and like being totally like ick. Um, and then, like, as equally inappropriate in talking in the way that they showed these Jewish boys, the way they talked about kashrut and like what that means, and like whether I love you or I don't love you, based on kind of, you know, I don't know. The whole thing just rang wrong, and I think television when they make the character Jewish always feels horrible. I'm gonna disagree. Um, I think that there were definitely parts that were educational. Um, there were definitely parts, I mean, according to, uh, my Facebook friends, <laughs> um, everyone thought it was funny. Um, they embraced the stereotypes. They thought it was educational. There were two sinks. They said they had a Nidilat Yeladim towel. Um, one of you done. Thank you. No problem. Um, um, in any case, uh, they, you know, that kind of, it's funny cause it's true moments. Thank you, Laura Barron. Um, you know, and just talking about all the different stereotypes and, and, but, like, to the larger world, is that what Jewish looks like? Well, That's not it, what my Jewish looks like. I mean, excuse me. I have a washing bowl that I use occasionally when I'm sitting down for Shabbos dinner. I, you know, like, I don't, you know, like, is that is that 
what we want to look like. Well, I think the bottom line was the ending of how the, how the clip, at least, that I watched, potentially the episode ended, was, you know, she was so upset with her for feeding her some non-kosher cupcakes. But or, she still loved her. But, but she said, but, you know, keep this and I, you know, take it because... The cold you, compress. Yeah. She was the, giving her a cold the compress. cold compress. She wasn't paying her for the, for the, uh, for right. the cupcakes. She was offering a cold compress. So, yes, like, I think the, the core was that that the Jewish kind of neshama was there. But I, I don't know. I just find like, um, one of my favorite, uh, I just feel like they need to do something different and better in, in exploring Judaism or Jews on television. I think it's always been a problem. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's December's, in December, whenever you're watching television, and they're like, you know, and ABC wants to wish a happy Hanukkah to our Jewish friends. You know, it's like <laughs> that's been the existence, and like on some level, we've moved past that, but not really. And uh, Donnie Klein also points out that, um, ironically, the main character, Kat Dennings, is Jewish. Really? Who would have thunk? Shameless plugs. Okay, so for our shout out section today, I will be shouting out Hadassah, the Zionist Organization of America an organization that um, is celebrating 100 years. Um, and I don't care what current press you may have read about a disgruntled employee, um, but we are over 300,000 women strong, the largest women's, the largest Jewish membership, and the largest volunteer organization in America. I say we because I am shamelessly, being that it's shameless plug section, the uh, president of the group for women in their 20s and 30s here in New York. Um, we do a lot of great events, and it is an incredible organization, in my humble opinion. And uh, so, therefore, that is my shout-out of the podcast. Or shameless plug, as it were. Um, great. My shameless plug is actually, and again, it's very funny, because I feel like with every piece that I've talked about, um, when it came to Jewish Food for Thought and it came to the Groggers, I kind of commented on the fact that, oh, and it's connected to a Jcast Network podcast. Um, and this one isn't. Um, this one isn't, although it is a podcast. So when it's a shameless plug, I should be plugging myself, but I'm not. Um, instead, I want to plug um, the, the, uh, someone else's podcast. It's called The Promised Podcast. Um, and it is, create, it is a, a weekly podcast um, Kind of like the people who are, are in, in, in charge of it are um, are is a, a Jewish is Israeli think and do tank called Shacharit, um, and the the their three hosts it's um, and and you know the whole episode we kind of been talking about kind of how so much is non nuanced. You know, all of these the components of like, oh, if only they did music that was nuanced, if only the video was nuanced. Um, and they really do a very interesting, nuanced version of Israel. Um, so it's Dr. Elon Schwartz, the founding director of Shacharit and a Hebrew University professor, Don Futterman, who's a blogger for 972, and he's the Israel program director of the Mariah Fund, and Noah Efron, um, who's a senior fellow at Shacharit. Um, and they're very nuanced in that it's like clear from their kind of conversation that they are truly in love with Israel, yet they're truly not always in love with kind of what's going on in Israel. And I think like so much of Israel conversation is 
not. It's like we're Jews, we must fall in line, and we, you know, and they're not. Now, some people will listen to them, and I really encourage you to do so, and say, oh, they're so left. And like, they are definitely left leaning, um, but I really feel like they talk about both sides, which is both their love for the country and the people um, and the politics and the world of it, and also kind of how difficult it sometimes is mm. to, uh, to connect to it. Well, I'm definitely interested in checking that out, um, and I will let you know what I think. And I'm also interested in finding out if your wife is a Hadassah member. So we'll have she to is not revisit uh, that. Exactly, <laughs> we'll discuss that later. Um, all right. Well, that comes to the close of our podcast. Um, this was our beta product. Um, we're just playing around. We're trying to figure out what this should look like and what this should feel like. Um, maybe it's too long. Maybe it's too short. Maybe we should focus on one area each week instead of. Uh, the five that we tried to, um, but we need your your responses, your thoughts. Um, yeah, let us know what you think, and I'm excited to let you know I'm no longer a podcast virgin. Uh-huh. <laughs> my wife's in the other room, my children are in the other room, I'm not going to make any inappropriate comment there. Um, congratulations for making it through your first. Was it painful? <laughs> well, uh, we'll revisit. We'll revisit. That, that will be right. next week's All miscellaneous. Right. No. Um, you want to find me, please find me at uh, facebook.com slash druske or facebook.com slash network, And I tweet at, at jcastnetwork. And uh, Alicia Post, facebook.com slash postalicia or at postalicia is my handle on Twitter. All right. And uh, of course, you can always go to jcastnetwork.org. Um, we have not settled on a name. We, in fact, didn't really talk about it that much. But we, we are currently the unnamed podcast. And hopefully we'll find a name for the, our podcast soon. Uh, if you have any ideas for the best ways to express what you've heard us do, please tweet, Facebook, message, IM, Yahoo, all the different ways you can talk to us. Find us and let us know. Call, text. Call, yeah. text. Although we haven't given out all those information <laughs> no. yet. If you want our, if you want my telephone number, face, you know, f- friend me on Facebook and Twitter <laughs> me, and then uh, then we'll see. Uh, thanks, Alicia. Thank you.